I'm not afraid. Sure. You will be. You will be. Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple, and I am your host, Darnley G, Chief Technical Architect of Darn IT Group. Welcome all. In this episode, episode three, is about data privacy. Afraid yet? <laughs> you should not be. Today's podcast is dedicated to this day because Data Privacy Day is literally a international effort to empower individuals and businesses to respect privacy, safeguard data, and enable trust. Now, this happens at the 28th of January every single year. Now, let me make this clear. Just because this day happens once a year doesn't mean you have to focus on security one day a year. It's just not going to happen. And that's something that I really want to highlight today because this isn't just a day to just reflect on it, hum and haw, say, okay, that's nice, but I'm going to go on my day and not thinking think anything else of it for the rest of the day. That's not the point of this. The point of this is to illustrate and highlight the key things in terms of why you need to focus on your privacy. Because in the 21st century, in 2020, I'm sure you all have already heard something in the media, a friend, colleague, business owner, speaking about privacy and data. And in Canada, we have this emphasis more on keeping everything secure, tightly knit, and focused when it comes to privacy. Now, as you're aware, not everyone's great at keeping the doors shut and the deadbolt locked. And this is a constant issue which we will endeavor to eventually reach, but is some sort of elusive, non-conforming aspect that we will never be able to reach given the complexities and the dynamic aspect of technology. There's always going to be something new. There's always going to be something great, but it will inherit some sort of privacy issues in some point in time. And either that be a technological issue or a human issue. It's more of that tit for tat issue that we will endure for the rest of our lives when technology is involved. And I don't fully believe that we will ever get to a point where we will be fully secure. We must take the proper preventative measures to minimize the risk 100%. However, you cannot or I cannot ever, ever be 100% secure. That is some sort of unicorn in the sky or when pigs will fly. This is when privacy will be achieved. It will be a never-ending conundrum. But the thing we can do is being, just be aware of the need to have privacy in place for yourself and for your organization. Now, like I said, this isn't just one day 
to just reflect on it and then by tomorrow you're going to forget about it. No, the point is to be able to understand why you need to have privacy in your life. Now, I'm not just speaking directly to businesses, which I am, but at the same time, we are all consumers as business owners, leaders, colleagues, spouses, individuals, whatever we are, there is a level of privacy that must be maintained. And a lot of issues that come to be is the fact that we keep spilling data, like just dumping data on the internet in various platforms without much of a recollection or thought that that data could be used against us. So if you just think about all the businesses that you interact with every single day that collect your information, take pictures of you, ask you some questions, those sort of things really hammer down the necessity of having a day like today to focus on your data privacy. And I will talk about some steps that you must take, but I just really want to paint a picture here to, to make sure that you are aware that no matter what you do or what you say or how you feel, data privacy will be involved in our lives until the day we die or until the day we go back to the dark ages. And that's completely a moot point. But regardless, just to say that the future is not bleak, uh, let's just say that we will be dealing with technology and its its infinite wisdoms and uh, advancements. Um, we will always strive to be secure. But the first thing one must do is to be conscientious of the fact that we do distribute our data or privacy or we withdraw our privacy in different ways. So example, think about Facebook and the, the issues Facebook had when a company, Cambridge Analytica, essentially took information from the users on Facebook and constructed some sort of manufacture, some sort of many, they manufacture some sort of social media attempt to sway people's opinions and things. And it was so easy. And you have to understand when it comes to social media, we do put a lot of our lives out there, which wasn't a thing 20, 30 years ago. And social media is great. I'm not here to bash social media. I'm here just to sound the alarm in the type of information you dispense online. Now you think about the photographs of your business, the photographs of your home, your children, your pets, your house, your apartment, your condo, outside, your travels, wherever. All of this is essentially data sets that you're putting online on other organizations. So you're throwing caution in the wind and you are distributing your content, your information about yourself out there. But not only self-ignorance is the key to failure, but it's also businesses. You go to your dentist, you go to your doctors, you go um, fill out forms online, you sign up for um, trips, cruises, air travel, wherever. You're constantly putting data online with different corporations. And really that should highlight the fact that your data is stored somewhere, but it's not stored there temporary. It's, it's literally there for ever. You know, everything isn't, 
it, what I say is actually it's it's digital stone, and that information doesn't go away. But when you hear stories about uh, businesses getting leaked or breached and leaking data, really it comes down to understanding the fundamentals of assuring that that particular data cannot be leaked or cannot be used against you in due time. Um, so I'll go over a few steps here. Um, you know, it's not just about these steps. This is just very like a very, 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 very basic overview. Um, we can get deeper into it, but I don't think you guys have the time or attention span. It'll go beyond the, the 15 minutes that I promised uh, each of these podcasts would be, but I just want to highlight some things, sort of a top level overview of some of the things you should be doing or should be considering when it comes to your protection. And this, this can be applicable for uh, personally or individually or for business of all shapes and sizes. So encryption is a very, very, very key component here. Now, various types of encryptions do exist. There's some encryption that is very basic that could be cracked relatively easy. And there's some encryption out there that is very difficult. Um, there's two different or sorry, four different types of encryption that uh, can be used, but there's just a few that are used sort of a standard um, distribution across the, the environment. But encryption is very key. A lot of you may work from home, maybe mobile, maybe working out of a coffee shop or airport or whatever. Keep in mind that when it comes to surfing online, when you're connected to a wireless endpoint, for example, you're sharing quite a lot of information in that pipe and understanding that encryption will be your friend because if there's anyone sitting there eavesdropping in that sort of digital conversation, as you will, uh, it will be harder to intercept that data, to be able to read that data. So basically it's understanding somebody if they're speaking English or they're speaking uh, gibberish, for example. Um, you'll be more likely to understand me talking in English than me talking in gibberish. And essentially encryption is talking in gibberish. And then on the receiving side, it will basically translate that gibberish due to an encryption key that the recipient only has. So that form of encryption is very key to protect yourself. And that's a lot of the things that I talk about in a lot of my speeches is the fact that, you know, you must have encryption, especially when you're operating in environments that you're not aware of. It's like going to a hospital and putting your finger in everyone's mouth in every bed, in every room. It doesn't mean you're gonna get infected right away, but it's a matter of time. Now that's a very crude analogy, but it just highlights the fact that, you know, you can connect to a Starbucks Wi-Fi or a Tim Hortons Wi-Fi. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean someone's sitting there um, accessing your data, but you can never be too sure and ignorance is bliss. So you may not realize that someone may have a packet sniffer on that network looking at what you're searching, banking, etc. So really it's just safe to not assume that everything is okay. Really that assumption will be safe sort of on your own network if it's secured properly. There are other several key principles that I can share, but you know, I'll just go over a few uh, of the ones that really would hit home. Um, I talked about this a bit earlier in this podcast, but in terms of oversharing, oversharing your information is a big no-no. Uh, you know, things like, you know, giving businesses the data, like, you know, give posting things on social media. Um, you have to sit and consider the detriment of sharing that information. Um, 
Is it necessary for you to share photos of your home? Is it necessary for you to share photos of your office? Is it necessary for you to share pictures or uh, personal pictures any or vacation pictures, stuff like that? Because really, when you overshare a lot of information, what criminals could possibly do is collect your life story. Uh, it could be used against you. It could be against your friends. It could be used against your loved ones, your children, etc. All these things come full circle because you're not being aware of the information you're dispensing online. And this is something that I really hit home with the younger generation because they have technology in their hands. They don't realize that that oversharing aspect can and will be used against them either in their life now or when they get older. So just be cognizant on the information you give away uh, for your your data. Um, if you're using an email address, for example, uh, I would recommend using a creating a free email address for, let's say, your dentist or um, your doctors, for example, you use a separate email address with that. You just don't use your business email or don't use one email for everything. It's just ludicrous to understand that if, let's say, that medical office that's been breached, which I can tell from tell you from experience has happened, and that one email address is basically the lifeblood of, of some individual. And essentially, they get attacked because they only have that one email address being used on different platforms. So criminals would use that against you, especially if you use a very uh, simplified password, which I'll get into in a moment. Um, another big key thing, especially when we're transitioning to the mobile world, we have a lot of devices that are interconnected to our lives, like our cell phones, tablets, um, portable units. Really, <laughs> they have, they're on us, literally 24 seven, we sleep with the devices, we have them beside us within reach or earshot. Like these devices are literally integrated in our lives today. But how easy it is for some someone to access the phone and device and get a plethora of information from your device or its surroundings. So for example, if there's a rogue app that's installed on your phone, let's say a scanning app, for example, that is cool to scan barcodes and stuff like that, could unfortunately be laced with some sort of malware, which will communicate back to the the attacker and essentially access your phone so it can see your your photos, your messages, uh, your contacts, etc., and and potentially emails. So really, it comes down to understanding that a lot of people or a lot of criminals are looking at other effective ways to infect your phone with malware to be able to gain access to it to acquire that information. So only give apps and services permission they need to function. Uh, so if you see your phone popping up and asking you to access your contacts, and it, let's say it's that scanning app, you really have to understand that that app doesn't necessarily need to access your contacts in order for it to work. Uh, it needs access to the internet and that's it, right? It doesn't need access to your 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 microphone. It doesn't need access to your contacts. Really, it you should be very conscientious of what your apps are accessing and checking out the privacy settings is the very key first step to see what apps are accessing what. Sometimes uh, in terms of location sharing, some apps will track you. Um, they will collect that information and send it back to 
their provider. So they basically get a, a information about you, about where you travel, how far you go, where you go to travel, what spots you visit, etc. And location sharing is a very key thing, a breach in privacy, because that's where apps can actually look at where you are, when you when you go, how you go, your habits, etc. This is all information that can and will be used against you at some point in time. So just check your privacy settings. Very, very important. Your logins. Uh, you know, a lot of you are guilty for this and I don't want to hear uh, that you're not, but I know we've all been guilty of this. Um, you know, I myself was included back in the day when I had multiple passwords for, or sorry, I had one password for multiple logins. Um, the very key thing here is to not do that. I know that there is a lot of things that you log into and a lot of things that you have to remember, but password managers is probably the best bet in terms of remembering all these passwords to your accounts. Um, you must have a strong password. So don't name it after your child, your dog, your, your aunt, your uncle, your father, mother, brother, sister, whoever. It has to be a strong password. And that could be, you know, different passwords with like mix of letters, numbers, uh, cases, special characters, but really, um, some of the best known password managers out there will have a uh, password creation service, which will adhere to whatever website or, or um, app that you're using. And it will give you a proper secure password, which I highly suggest that you take into consideration. Um, multi-factor authentication, not two-factor authentication. Let me say that again. Multi-factor authentication, not two-factor authentication. Two-factor authentication has been breached, has been utilized against the users. So keeping a multi-factor authentication tool in hand. So if you look at those, uh, some of you may have those bank keys that have six digits through RSA that will rotate after a few minutes. Um, some apps will support that, um, but also having a hardware encryption key, which you can use or hold, like basically it's like a little piece of plastic that has um, accessibility to your account. So let's say your, your Google and Microsoft account, for example, um, this hardware authentication token key will enable you to access your files, access your account, which has the encryption tool built in. It's like a key to your house or the key to your car. It is essentially, metaphorically speaking, cut to that particular device. So when you set it up on your account, only you who has that authentication key can access that account. So even though your password may be leaked, they would must have that key in their possession in order to unlock your account. Otherwise it's a moot point. So multi-factor authentication is king nowadays. Two-factor authentication, in my opinion, is good to have, better than nothing at all. But keep in mind, if you can take the next step into multi-factor, I highly suggest that. You may be paranoid, but in the event that your account gets breached, at least you have that ease of mind that the hacker must know that rotating key or must have the physical key in order to access your account. Um, so really keep that in mind. And lastly, never, ever, ever save your passwords in your browsers in case something happens to your device or your device gets breached. It's good to have that not present on your device. Now, just to wrap this up, I'm going to quickly touch on uh, Pipida, uh, especially here in Canada. Uh, Pipida is a Personal Information Protection and Electronic Documents Act. That is a mouthful. But <laughs> um, this, this act basically applies to private sectors across Canada that collect, 
use or disclose personal information during commercial activity. So that essentially means that any business who is collecting information, um, such as like your name, age, ID numbers, income, ethnic origin, blood type, opinions, evaluations, comments, social status, employee files, credit records, loan records, medical records, or intentions, etc., could possibly um, affect you in the event of a breach. So a lot of uh, companies and organizations in Canada, and depending on the, the province you're in, must adhere to PIPIDA. Now, there's other laws out there in the U.S. that exist. I won't touch on them. But for Canada, this is a overreaching, as you will, privacy law, which is great. But uh, we're really modeling off a of GDPR in Europe, which I personally think is a better privacy law. But in, as in Canada, we are moving our way pretty well into that category of privacy. So really, I honestly think that's the next direction for future for privacy. So I hope you're not scared. Just keep in mind that a lot of this comes down to understanding and taking the right measures in order to protect yourself, your family, and most importantly, your business when it comes to storing or distributing uh, data to different organizations or different applications. Thank you for listening to Darn IT Podcast with Darn Lee G. If you like our show and want to know more, like or subscribe or please leave a review. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everyone. Bye.